did the intro last I don't think I've done the intro at all. I think we started talking about the intro in episode two, and then you did one in episode two, and Lucas did one in episode three. Here we are, episode four. Uh, I'm I'm Charles, uh, joined here with my co-hosts, Kevin and Lucas. Uh, Welcome back to Men of the Machine. That's uh, smooth. Uh, 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 definitely, I like definitely in line with convo. Respectful as all time, as all as always are. Uh, I didn't know if you guys wanted if you had something hot off the press at the top or not. Um, I originally told uh, Charles I wasn't going to bring nothing, nothing, anything. I lied. I have two things: one which he knows, no, the other one which is go. all me. But I didn't uh, know the order of operations. Uh, I also brought two things. Um, but I'm I'm cool with opening with whatever. Uh, let's just jump in because mine are mine are pretty basic stuff. Mine are always like things you would ask people when you're asking questions to get to know them. So, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, after, you know what? After twenty if you, years, still, if you no, if you want to assign like a, a, a some sort of uh, a, like segment or timing, I mean, calling them icebreaker topics is kind of what they are. Well, Charles, yeah, you can break the ice. I, I, I do enjoy doing that. Are um, trying to get to know us too. Yeah, nobody's I mean, trying to get to know anybody. Everyone who listens to this knows us fully. What are you talking about? I, I get to know you guys a little better every single day. That's that's um, true. So so my first one is uh, what are you guys' top three favorite smells? That's not an icebreaker topic. That's not something day. you like are mixing at the bar or a work party, and you're just like, you know, I've been thinking, and I'm just curious, person I've never met before. What are your what do you top like three sniffing? favorite? Yeah, what do you enjoy to smell? Like, like sniffing. What do you like? like that's sniffing? not. That's not how that goes. That's not how it if goes. You promised yeah. an I'll icebreaker. Any, I'll ask anybody I, that. I, I got a really good one after this, so I'll start with. Uh, that's the mediocre one. We'll, okay, we'll okay, 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 uh, fair. And now that we know the baseline, uh, Luke, you go first. Top three smells: uh, and sandalwood, honeysuckle, and mint. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, Sandalwood, honeysuckle. Were you naming like literal perfume scents or just? Oh, yeah. He definitely was. He knew exactly. Uh, I mean, those are certain fragrances that, you know. I understand the assignment. Jasmine's great, too. It's up there. Okay. And also, Jasmine's really cool. It might take third over mint just because. it's you. It's the most used fragrance in all perfumes, uh, as an additive, and it can only be pollinated by moths. Fun fact for the kick things off right. Just so you. Thanks know. for that, David Attenborough. What do you have? Kevin? You have no like, to stand on. Don't you dare come at him for that. Are you kidding? <laughs> don't get me wrong. I was about to, but like you don't get to. All right. Anyways, uh. I, I don't know. the I definitely... Oh, God, I lost you guys. So, no, you're still there. No, no, I didn't lose you as in, um, like, I personally turned something off. I dragged you onto a different monitor that was turned off, but because it was in my windows, it went there, and then you were gone forever. Anyways, oh. um, I didn't think scents at all like that. I didn't think, like, perfumes. I didn't think, like, Neither um, did I. manufactured to, to shit oh. in by any stretch of the imagination. Dude, My top three scents of all time are... Um, That's true. 
my uh, mother's homemade enchiladas. I can tell you the smell right away because it's basically leftover oh. chili, Velveeta cheese, and corn tortillas. You can just, the three smells just hit immediately. Uh, my second favorite smell, uh, I actually talk about this way more than I should. This is not like a bullshit answer. Luke and Dane's house growing up. That's I don't a good know. One. Walking into their house had a just such a specific scent. And it wasn't like you couldn't like put a genre under it. Obviously they were like hippie people, but it didn't smell like hippie people. It, I don't know how to explain it, but their house, yeah. boom, lock it in, done forever. I'll uh, almost guarantee there were hints of sandalwood in that house. Just fuck off. Uh and number three, <laughs> uh, uh kind of off the <laughs> cuff, but it's a right. real one. Is uh the a fresh peeled orange like when you're peeling an orange and the scents go psh, psh, all over everything and then your hands get that mm. kind of waxy feel to them from the i love a fresh peeled orange I mean, it smells so good mm. to me nice those are good ones uh for me i think it is uh the the smell that happens the really subtle smell that happens right before it rains uh it's called petrichor i really like never, that smell never understood that franny talks about it all the time oh can't you smell the rain i'm like fuck off no it's it's actually a genetic component not everybody can um oh yeah just like uh just yeah. like cilantro tasting weird huh is that what exactly you're say? exactly no, like i want to i, I want to throw another fun fact out there about this one too because i was told I and wait. i can't confirm i can't confirm this one but I heard that he we got fact checkers. Smell we'll that? It. It's no, like we don't it's like a bacteria <laughs> or something forms in the atmosphere or something when the pressure changes. That's what we're smelling. And hey, let me just give you a little we, heads up. If you're coming with a fun fact that you're not sure if it's verified or not, and you mumble your way through it as a um, sort of, maybe, um, maybe it's this. Just don't bring that fun fact. That's not a fact. No, it could it, be a fact. It's, we'll it's, get it's interesting. Fact. About it. Because <sighs> it makes you think a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they right. say that we can smell that. We can smell that as humans further away than a shark can smell blood and water. Interesting. That That is, so. that's an interesting fact. That's an interesting um, potential unverified, he's not sure if he remembers it right fact. Yeah, yep. anybody who hears <laughs> this, though, is going to start telling other people that, and that's how it spreads. So um, I actually... I actually heard on uh, the Complete Guide to Everything podcast, uh, Tom, I've been showing Charles that podcast. It's one of my favorites. It's just two it's guys jabber John, but it, it's very focused. Every week is one thing. It's, it's great. Um, they uh, were having a conversation about, what was it about? I don't remember the exact topic, but the point of it was it got off top, uh, off track where they were going on about like uh, fake news. This was uh, you know a few years ago, and it was you know everything was fake. Um, and Tom had just read an article. There was a lot of irony in this situation. Tom had just read an article online about how the death of information is using the phrase, they say. And Tim immediately grilled him like, okay, what article was this? And he's like, I, I don't know, but they were saying. And then, you know, <laughs> banter ensued. But the point is, um, yeah. he, th I'm doing what I'm saying you shouldn't do by saying this, but uh, they were saying like the death of information is when you say they say and you don't have anything going with it. It'll I'm be, not. Uh, I was ribbing like you before. I'm not ribbing you now. I'm just bringing up a, a little, a little thing. No, uh, no. It's it's funny because that's the old saying, you know, like who's they, you know. Yeah, who's they? Uh, well, they say. Who's they? Yeah, they say. My and dad told is, me that there's a brown lot of people are scary. Where... They say it. 
<laughs> that's the kind that but like that's the kind that's the, that has the same validity as like they yeah. say we can smell a bacteria in the air when it i mean obviously one makes more sense than the other i'm not saying but right. um it, 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 it has the same credence yeah i always Some feel guy like very when people adamantly... say uh, I always feel like when people say they say that they're talking about, <laughs> I'll, I'll pause and then we can start again at the same time. <laughs> yeah, let me give you time to really sync up. <laughs> uh, uh, what I was saying is I always feel like when people say they say that they're, the insinuation is that it's researchers or like general scientists it, who are studying that's, those fields. That's but what problem. it ends up being is people just saying it. Another person they heard say another person they heard say another person. It, yeah, it's it, the implications, the dangerous part. That's that's where the the, the, the scary falsehoods come from. I mean, so uh, just just getting back to that for a long time, the only real way of information exchange was person to person communication. Word of uh, mouth. Yeah, word of mouth was like ninety percent about how people learned uh, about different things. One of the biggest gaps in, like, law enforcement in, like, even as late as the 70s and 80s was that there was no interdepartmental communication between, like, different towns and cities and stuff. Yeah. That's how, like, prolific serial killers ended up being able to just leave town and go to a different one. And, never <laughs> and, then, be, and yeah, they were and like, all right, I'm good. Go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, Back it's, at it again, baby! <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason why the Bible has been transcribed like 80 different times from different people throughout it. It's just like, you know, constantly redoing shit as you move down through. Whatever, it's all fine, but it's also dangerous. Uh, uh, what other two favorite smells, though? So my second favorite smell is... Uh, uh, the smell of people who don't bathe correctly and wear patchouli to cover it up. Love that smell. That's yeah. a really good one. I don't know Lucas, what Lucas knows is. what I'm talking about. Uh, it's like Lucas a, is the guy that does this. It's kind of like a really I, I have earthy. It's like a it's like a really earthy perfumey <laughs> herb. Smell. It is. It it's really hard to explain it. I'll 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 have to show it to you the next it, time we see you. It smells so closely to bo like with a scent of like an herbal scent there's like a sense of an herbal scent uh like you said there's a you can just say it, you're but... attracted to dude's body odor as well as patchouli well it's it's women's body odor well, see, too the... it's just all of them human body sorry the yeah, ma- the, right. the human race but it adds an element to it it's like so if you're yeah, cooking it's like, like a good ingredient yeah it's like a, it's like a recipe it's it's yes, like you know precisely. it's like how i don't like the ingredients of a of a of a um reuben sandwich don't like sauerkraut don't like thousand islands used to not like rye i do now but i always like the sandwich as a whole you know just for substitute roast yeah. beef with dude sweat and thousand island dressing with patchouli and boom you got yourself a party i was gonna compare it to like french onion soup so while you're caramelizing oh, your onions, onions they have a smell to them but the french onion soup has a smell that's distinctly its own too even though onions yeah. are probably the primary component of that smell that's that's what it's like, I think. It's just a layer would, on top would, of another layer. I would argue that the beef stock is the primary smell of it. Could be. We also, when Allie and I make it, uh, add a decent amount of cooking sherry, which gives it a pretty well, distinct a smell classic. and taste as well. Yeah, you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. You gotta do it to them. Uh, what, was, what was your last smell? Uh, my last smell is Lily of the Valley. It's a specific oh, flower, flower, and it yeah. has a really it has a really unique smell to it, and I've always really loved it. Uh, ever since high school, I really loved it. We just got one really recently. Um, 
I was really hoping to smell it because I hadn't smelled it in years, but we, we got one of those ones that you have to grow from scratch. So we're growing it from scratch. I'll smell it in a I few weeks. I don't mean to sound insulting. Um, I do. But like... We we talk a lot about um we talk about a lot about like life and accepting things and preferences and like depression mm-hmm. and all these heavy things. I'm like, what kind? Where do you have to be in your life to be very excited to relive a smell? You know, I'm I'm gonna stop there. I was gonna take it in front. Right no, here, like, yeah, yeah, like, right here is where I, you gotta I, be. I don't know. I can't. You know they make those jokes online that's like uh, one day you're excited for a new toy and the next day you're excited to get your sink replaced at home. I've never really understood that because everything's just exciting to me on the go. But something about getting to a place where a smell is exciting like scares me. Um, It's like a primal fear that that's something that could happen. Well, so that was just a smell that I really like that I identified with like some specific. No, no, I'm not questioning you loving the smell. Memories. Yeah, you loving the smell is fine. We all love smells, but it's like your enchilada thing. Wouldn't you get excited to smell your mom's enchiladas? No, I I love the smell of it. I'm not gonna go out of my way to try to make a situation in which I will smell it. Uh, Flowers are an easy situation to make, though. Yeah, but like a specific locate, like a, a very temperamental flower that you have to nurture. It's not just like you can walk into the forest and boom, a forest of lily of the valleys. It, it, it is easy, but it's also like depending on where you live. Here, so, so I have to here. say, as they're a, also as an invasive species. For... So in a few years, you, yeah, maybe you could. <laughs> no, that's true. Just go put them in the creek. <laughs> yeah, I could. But in my in my experience, like doing landscape and stuff, uh, even recently. Uh, I just had a long, a huge daydream tangent thought process about smells and how we remember them. And, and I was thinking, like, I don't generally remember the smell of them. I notice while I'm at work, like, planting things and I smell them, I'll, like, I'll be like, oh, lavender. And I'll, like, pinch some off and I'm like, oh, that smells so good. This is and- an incredible segue into my topic. I'll let you finish, oh, is it? but we're, yeah, we're going to go right nice. into mine. This is it's like, it's so money. Mm, but so money. when I was driving home, I was thinking about it. I was like, that was such a, that was such a pleasurable experience, like to smell that. But like, like you said, I don't think about going out of my way to like, to think, recreate. I'd like to smell that. I, so I haven't thought about this specific thing. I haven't thought about Lilies of the Valley in like, years and years and years and then Allie mentioned that she was going to buy some flowers at the store she was like i'm gonna go get this this and this and it just like struck me i was i was right. like oh can you buy a lily of the valley right i want to smell it right that's what i'm I saying sm- i want to <laughs> smell it's it. the most ridiculous thing ever uh it's, it's fine it is what it is i, I mean to me it's like- just like if you were like i'm going to the grocery store and i was like can you pick me up a breakfast hot pocket i want to taste it it's not that different. It's not. No, it's very different Dude. because, like, you have to keep that thing it alive. You got to get it proper sunlight. It costs energy. It costs, yeah. like, timing. You have to schedule. You have to water it. You have to take it. Make sure you bring it inside if weather's terrible. Like, yeah, water it once a day. That's it. That's Dude, more than the hot pocket that you eat the one time in the microwave. That's way more work. <laughs> There's a I, lot I'll of people that, that grow, like, lilac trees. Franny, and Franny will grow. At, Franny will do that. She'll grow anything because with the anticipation it'll smell nice of it. later. Yeah, hundred percent. I've never gardened I mean, anything. So. I refuse. I hate it. I don't hate <laughs> it as a thing people do. 
I do right. not have what it takes to put in the effort to landscape and garden and like cultivate any sort of ecological system. Yeah. I'm not about it. I'm I don't have the vision, it. but it is cool to see happen. It but is. Let me, let me get into what I was... So yeah, Charles segue. and I talked about this because it, it, I brought it up. For, okay, so I was listening to a podcast. I brought it up with Franny. She was baffled by it. I went into work. I said, hey, dudes, uh, here's here's a thing. And they were like, oh, I know what that is. And then we got into a conversation about um, the mind. Wah, wah, wah. If I could find like a cool music that was like Twilight Zone. Um, I believe that I have a... It's not a you know disorder. It's not a, it's a cult, it's a phenomenon because you can't be diagnosed with this kind of shit. It's just like, you know, it's one of those inconceivables. I believe I have fan fan aphantasia, is what it's called. A p h a n t a s a. So Franny and I were listening uh, in the was it in the car. Were we watching? No, no, we were watching um, Game Grumps. It wasn't a podcast. I've been telling the story wrong the whole time. It was Game Grumps. Um, they were playing Mario Maker, and Aaron and Dan start talking about the ability to think in pictures. Um, so, um, the, you know, they're having witty banter and making jokes and he's like, all right, well picture a ball in your head and then describe the ball to me. And Aaron's like, I don't, nothing. And Dan's like, oh, it's a purple ball with a, a white, uh, star in center, you know, like a traditional. And Aaron's like, I don't know how you did that. Like I could describe that. If you asked me to describe the perfect ball I'd like to go buy, yeah, I can describe what you'd like, but I can't picture that in my mind. So I was like, wow, yeah, neither can I. And Franny was like, you can't and then you know we got down this street i i cannot make an image in my head at all I'm, i've tried like ever since this came up i've been trying to think photographically and i i can't there's up it's all words i i think in my voice honestly that well we'll get there but i there's no picture do you what are you thinking so i've talked to my sister somewhat extensively about this because she thinks that she has this as well and she went on a deep dive and then told me to look into it too and what question I was this during because... intense psychedelic days or was this sober lucas days it's important. no this was this was like six ago hold on you cut out six what ago like 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 six months ago oh wowzers okay recent <laughs> so so, uh, I, at first, I was like, okay, actually, I, I have had times where that's happened to me. Uh, and I started thinking about it and, and trying it. And, like, I was having difficulty at some times, and I was just like, maybe I do have this. Uh, and so, but there are definitely times, because there are have been psychedelics, where even when I wasn't on the psychedelics, like, for days afterwards, like, that ability was definitely present in my mind to to imagine things and and picture things and uh, I wonder if it's like a sliding scale of of like your ability or your like there's not an absolute well, like you have it or you don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, so that's what the whole conversation became was how do you think? And some of the guys were explaining how they right. think, and it was baffling the way that just just basic like you know hey describe you know p directions to your friend's house do you think like in a map do you think just words by memory do you think uh, do you picture the road as you're going like how do you do all that um yeah of course it's a scale no but no two people think the same way which is why it's right. not like a diagnosable thing it's just a it's a theory um yeah but like dj was explaining it and the way he thinks and i thought this was fascinating and of course some of it's you know for all of us some of it's a little bit of flavor text but uh he said he thinks via photographs, like literally. In his mind, he like fans out a bunch of pictures 
picks the picture and that's what he thinks like that's how he uh, pictures whatever it is he's talking about um there's certain people who think in words like reading like you read in your mind i think like i said my voice is always talking to me it sounds crazy but you yes. know what i mean like a narrator no, i i, I, I haven't i have a narrator in my head um it's just <sighs> isn't it, i it's one of those like um you know the memes of like stoner thoughts where they're like oh if uh you know your body's yeah. 75% water and i stand on you and my 75% jesus it's one of those level of stoner thoughts for me where when i start to dig into it i get i get glassy eyed i'm just like i don't know i don't know what's going on anymore uh for me dream, i think right? barely uh same barely i barely yeah, dream I'd... like i'm, I'm oh, everybody no. dreams i don't remember it at all uh, oh bullshit everyone okay we got into this argument one day but everybody dreams but you don't remember it and it's one of those things where it's like if it didn't if if you can't recall or if it didn't happen then it didn't happen i don't care that they say everybody yeah. dreams. i'm not dreaming when i go to sleep and wake up there's no dreams i i also think that dreams are supposed to occur in deep REM sleep and i sleep really lightly and wake up several times throughout the night so i would not be shocked if i didn't dream uh most nights um, so, so going back to the thinking process thing, uh, I picture things pretty clearly, not entirely clearly, but, um, if you give me like a context clue of something and I'm trying to remember it, I picture what was around it. So, uh, so I picture something and I could specific parts of it are very clear to me and then specific parts of it aren't, um, I'm not doubting that that's how it is. Cause I know that's, but you, it's, you... but it's not no, like no. an eidetic memory. No, like, I don't not, because. Not <laughs> so charles and i the whole time we were in boston just kept having back and forth about new york versus boston not back and forth like arguments just like conversations about it everything we did every street we went down every turn we took every place we went in we were like here's why blank is better than blank for me new york's better for him boston's better and at one point he's like this is why boston's better there's so many landmarks to remember where we are like that playground we turn left here we do not turn left there. But he was like, this is why I like Boston, because that corner right there. To, to be fair, as we went further along, there were like three very similar looking places. <laughs> no, too. no, to be fair. The moment was the moment, and you got to live with it. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, but also, I do, I do have some narrative in my head as well. Uh, so... I, there's people who think really actively, I think, like who are always trying to direct their mind. I, I think really subconsciously where I let my mind go to wherever it is. Uh, so I, I don't actively steer my mind in a lot of directions. And that's kind of how I end up like, you know, saying some ridiculous nonsense that may or may not be on topic while we're talking about things. When something I... pops into my head, I just I say it. So I'm very reactive in the way that I think. Well, I, that's not a surprise or debatable in any way. You're reactive in everything. You're pure reaction <laughs> in a person. Like yeah, that. I, uh, I yeah, I, I am, and I. Uh, there's some amount of uh, of intention that goes into that too. I I make it a point to be like that. I like oh yeah, uh, I like feeling subconsciously. I I like that yes way of being and thinking and feeling. Right. Right, I can relate to that entirely. We kept harassing the girls about it while, like, while we were in Boston. It was like, let's just do this. Like, it hit. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Or something's there, and you just get excited if and you're, you move with it. No, I'm a big fan of that. If if you're consciously being subconscious, then aren't you kind of consciously 
Contraception. Maybe. But Charles, I'm going to... Uh, back no, to no. the Anfan Aphantasia thing because a it, it is crazy. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Uh, I'll look it up. Keep you go. It is, it is definitely something that's interesting because it's it it refers to the actual like visualization and like creation of images in your mind and not just like thinking in an abstract way. Uh, oh, you know, it's you Aphantasia. Aphantasia. Interesting. Like like if it you uh. Like prequel to fantasia if if you told me to picture my office i can picture it picture perfect i can picture exactly how it is if you tell me to picture the beach ball that i have in the corner of my desk at work with a dog's face drawn on it picture perfect i can picture it right down to the color pattern on the ball like what color happens in what sequence i can picture it exactly i can describe it that's that's as far as it goes for me that my sister was telling me that you know this is something that may have affected a lot of people who read versus don't read or write. Oh, oh uh, I was in high I, school. In high school, Dane uh, taught himself how to read without an inner voice because everyone reads with an inner voice at first, allegedly. Right. Um, you know, you read the lines and you're saying in your head that you're yeah. reading the lines. And he taught himself. Apparently, there's a, a style of reading that you can remove that and it allows you to read like twice as fast and you don't have the double back and you don't have the like, oh, I missed that page. I didn't understand it at the time. I never touched on it again. It messed with my head. I was like, what do you mean read without an inner voice? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dane was incredible in terms of mental gymnastics he would put himself yeah. through. If people said yeah, there was yeah, something that you couldn't do with your mind, he would make it a point to try and be able to he do it. He tried to teach Take me how to meditate. Steps couldn't do it he was like he explained to me all these mental thought processes you do to meditate we were out camping together one day and uh, i was like all right so i tried it for four days we were out for four days and i tried it every day no i didn't have it and that was the kind of shit he always got into he wanted to play in his brain that was like his playpen yeah he he always did fun play play. To play. i disagree fun. it is a terrifying place and i try to avoid it at all costs uh i'm pretty comfortable ride the lightning brother my brain. <laughs> yeah no that's, ride the that's lightning, what i'm brother. doing you don't need to address anything up here. You just roll hard in the deep. You just go for it. Yeah, dude, that's not what my therapist said. But... Yeah, screw that lady. She <laughs> don't know anything. I have one. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have one. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was just really no, weird. No, it's to me. it's it's that's definitely all. interesting. And I, I and when you look at like how it, the arguments, it it does seem like it might be a legitimate thing. Um, what that affects people, but. The well, that's a, the well, that's, that's the thing. It's it's not something that affects yeah. people. Like it's it's not a, it's it's not a symptom. It's not a disease. Right, it's, right. Not, it's not an illness. It's just the way it right. works. But I think it has effects in their lives. Well, like, sure, and so does what you ate for breakfast this morning. But like that's put, at that point, you're hitting such a exactly. small, like s- scale. There, I can't I can't use a right. a fantasia as a reason to be why I didn't get the job. Like it, that, <laughs> right. that's not, it doesn't, it doesn't no, affect me. No, no, no. Unless you could. I, I <laughs> Wait get a that. minute. Wait a <laughs> let's, minute. Let's go back a step here. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely use that as a reason why you didn't get the job. <laughs> uh, all right. I think, uh, I think yeah, I have that... a topic that I would, I'd like to bring up if, if you guys want to move on from this. Uh, right. I would love to hear the topics that you have to bring up. Okay. Okay. Charles, you might actually know a little bit about it. I have.
about. Uh, you're cut. You're cutting out hard, buddy. You're cutting out big time, big dog. Big dog got to eat. We're rewind. Yeah. It's it's like it's like thunderstorming here. So yeah, it's pouring rain here, like hardcore. I'm excited. I'm gonna go out and play in it when we're done. Is it? I live like five minutes from you. I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, what is is your best way to make? ramen noodles like if you're gonna make fancy ramen oh, or are you just gonna microwave it? i like, see why you like, said that here yeah you said technique and i was like what do you even mean and okay okay all coming room. around everybody has right. everybody has there's like a ritual around it you know yeah yeah the, well because for Andy and i make ramen insanely different and it's not like on some um it's not on like some principled like uh this is the best way. It's just like, this is <laughs> how I do it. And you're going to deal because there is no best way to make instant ramen. Let's be real. It's just instant ramen. So, so I'm going to jump right in. Cause it was me talking about making ramen that spawned this thought for Lucas. Do uh, you make it like when, a goddamn heathen? Yeah. So I do most of the time when I make ramen, I buy like two or $3 ramen packs from Wegmans that have like, four or five different packets in them and i typically make ramen fast because oh, i want something ones. that's yes i do the ones but that I have like them... the oil and the seasoning and the veggies the dried veggies like those yep. ones. yeah all of okay it. all of it okay. uh sometimes they even have like a like a chili sauce in there that spices yep. it up so what i do is and this is where lucas was like what did you just say when i make ramen i'm trying to make it fast <laughs> a lot of the time i'm making it for like a quick lunch to scarf something down so i make it in the microwave i throw noodles in water in a bowl and i i crack open you lost me i throw noodles in a bowl no no you didn't lose me as in i'm confused you lost me as in i was like yeah microwave's fine but okay well so here's what i do um here's my ritual of making ramen right, right, right. uh i i i crack open an egg uh, actually, I gotta I gotta reorder myself here. Back I crack up, open I crack open an egg <laughs> first into the bowl. I put the noodles above the egg. I pour water in there and I microwave that thing for about two minutes and thirty seconds. I take it out when our microwave's like super powered too, so that's like plenty of time for it. Um, when I when I pull it out, I look at the egg to make sure that it's like poaching all right, and then I let it sit to keep cooking, and then I pour. Uh, all of those things, because ours are dry ramen. You got dry ramens, you got wet ramens that are brothy. Uh, I pour it into a strainer, toss it back in. I mix it with all those different packets that I described, and then I throw in some onion powder and a little bit of garlic powder, not garlic salt, a little bit of Creole seasoning, and a little bit of ponzu sauce. Uh, and I Gotta stir that, that bitch all up, and, I, and I, I stir that bitch up, and I chop up the egg, and that's the way I do it. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm furious. Yeah, so it was I, I see. I was. That was. <laughs> What's, what is? What is your biggest problem with how he does it? Then I'll tell you. Uh, the whole uh, thing. I, I think, think the, the first. The first thing was the microwave. I I'm not opposed to using a microwave. Okay. It's just not my preferred method. So. Right. So it already started off poor. Yeah. Fair. And then, no. Fair. I suppose the egg in the microwave is. I've done it plenty of times, but I don't like to do egg in microwaves. Uh, I have. I, I've, I'm, I'm doing this out of convenience. No, 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 no. 
The it's not out of convenience. You're yeah. That's why it's not out of convenience. You're taking additional things and putting it in <laughs> yeah. there to make it a way you want. It's not a convenience the, thing anymore. The whole damn thing takes me five minutes. It, no, no, no. But it's that's not the convenience part of it, right? If it was purely it convenience, you would pour boiling water or microwave it like you do all in one and call it a day. You wouldn't do an egg. You wouldn't do a check, and you wouldn't do extra seasonings. You would just put this all in a bowl and walk out because you know really that's how you're cooking it. You're going an extra step on purpose because you want it and because you like it it's not just convenience anymore and you know what it's hey, really good it, i here's my biggest I'm problem sure, so I'm i got sure. i got no problem with the microwave method i have a problem with all of it in one and then cooking it in the microwave that is just i don't throw any of those thing. packets in until all everything no else. no no it's just the, pack the noodles, noodles, egg, and water all in okay. one is the grossest thing. To, like, not gross. Gross is the wrong word because it probably is awesome. But, like, in, yeah, in my it, head, it I'm does just, taste fine, I'm sure. Boiling the water in the microwave is where I'm like, yeah, obvi. That's a, that's a go-to. You can boil water and boom, like that. Egg and ramen, for me, personally, does not get cooked. It, it goes in raw while it's boiling hot, and the only amount of cook that happens is from how hot the ramen still is while you mix it in. And then start eating. It's like how in, and I get that. Honestly, okay. I know this is a little bit of a, a saucy, pretentious go. thing, but that's because that's how they do it in Japan. A raw egg yolk is set on top of your ramen, and you take your chopsticks, you break it, and you stir it in. So like that's just I I seen it done like that, and I'm like, okay, that's how it goes. So cooking the egg, poaching the egg, like fully cooking it underneath in the water is weird. It does just, it does not fully cook it. No, no, of course it's still liquidy and all that, yeah. especially because of it's the incredibly way that, liquidy. It yeah. actually it actually but it's almost cooked. perfectly pulled. No, it is not. It is are the whites set at all? The whites yes. are still liquidy, and you let but it they're sit set. there in the hot water afterwards, and it poaches it. Are perfect. the whites set, good sir? Is there white egg in the water? There has yes. to be because you're boiling yes. it in the... Yeah, yeah, there has to be. Yes, there is. And that's yeah. not the way it's done, but it's the way you do it, which is dope, but it's not the way it's done. Um, the second thing is, and this is just... If it's if adding extra stuff to an already overly seasoned product is just gross to me. That's just gross. You just too far. It's a different kind of ramen, man. It's not like your No, top, I've I, it's I, not I know, like your I know top the ones. Ramen. I know the ones. The the my favorite one, I don't remember. It's called like you something the black packets with the red lettering. Those are my yeah. favorite ones. They have the oils, the they have all that. And like, so yeah, so you get awesome. you get your like okay. top ramens or whatever or your Maruchan ramens and those mm -hmm. have between like 80 and 120% oh, yeah, of your daily value yeah. of sodium. The ramen that yeah, I buy specifically has yeah. about 30%. It's trying to more accurately replicate ramen. It's trying to. Obviously, they know they're instant. Even people in mm -hmm. like Japan and stuff know it's instant. They're cool with it. But it, like, it just is what it is. It is still overly seasoned product. It tastes less seasoned because it's not pure salt to your dome like mm -hmm. Top Ramen mm -hmm. is. But it's still over lazy. And then you take something like Tony C's that is crazy amounts of salt just, and spice. And ju just no, a dash. No, no, I don't want to hear about just a dash because you already explained yeah, the garlic powder Chatteries. as well. You already I, explained that. I gotta, it's too I gotta much. be honest. It's a whole put, line, man. They got four put, different flavors. Tony yeah, C's. Yeah, we, we've put been looking everywhere. at them. Uh, I do. I use Tony Chatteries <laughs> with literally everything. Yeah, it does. That's, that's what does it for me above all. Because, like, I can understand wanting a more cooked egg. That's a, a lot of people don't like, like, the, 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 the really, like, raw egg, egg white type stuff. That's fine. I get that. 
Um, yeah. I get the time constraints. I just really don't get the seasoning thing. I, I, it's a good. You like the flavor. That's all it is. You love the flavor. Yeah. I'll just. You'll just yeah. have to try it. Uh, yeah. I will have to give it to you the way that yes, I. Yes. You made make it. it, and then I'll down it. And then yeah. you'll try it. Yeah. And, and, and um, then we'll I make mine like uh, what I would consider to be the ultimate convenience way. Um, I either boil water on the stove as fast as I can, or boil it in the microwave. And I'm talking like this much water, like no water. I put my ramen on it. I put my seasoning in it. And the minute it breaks up, down the hatch. I don't, I don't, I don't like wow. to make fancy ramen. A lot of yeah, my friends do that's it. Yeah, that's classic college ramen. Yeah, that's all I do. Just like the most yeah. standard version of ramen. I'm I not definitely done it. If you pull, if you pull like ten uh, regular dudes who make a lot of ramen, uh, that's, that's probably how most of them are doing it. I bet that's how seven or eight out of ten of those people are doing it. Seven right. or eight out of ten doctors and, recommend. Yep. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely have done that in the past, but, uh, once I started making ramen, like, uh, I don't just really, I really liked the way that I made it. I'll get there in a minute, sorry. Got some protein and, uh, you know, with the egg and everything. So what I do, there, I have two methods. So I have my quick, my quick way, uh, and then I have my, my make it a meal way. So okay. the first one is uh, quick way, just boil water, put the ramen packet in there, boil, you know, get the noodles boiling. While that's happening, I'm preparing, like I put a little sesame oil in the bowl, a little soy sauce, you do this I'll every sprinkle time. sprinkle a little bit of every time. Okay. And uh, I sprinkle a little bit of the seasoning packet in there. Right. Uh, and then I'll be, you know, I have done like misos in the past and other stuff yep. if it's around, but it's mostly just those things. Uh, and then once the noodles get all broken up and start to get like cooked, I'll throw an egg in, I'll crack an egg into it right at the end uh, and let it cook for just a second. Yeah, and then while you break I'll it take up. it off. Yeah, <clears throat> and then uh, I'll just strain until I have as much water as I want, and plop it all in the bowl and kind of stir it around. Oh, you strain out some of the broth, like that has the seasonings and everything if, in it. No, if all you the seasonings it. in the bowl. Oh, okay. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's just water in the pan. So I just yeah. I get the right amount to make sure how much liquid I want and then just mm -hmm. with the sesame oil and everything else it's 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 all right it's so that's your easy. quick one that sounds pretty good that's but quick to one. me that doesn't sound that doesn't sound that quick <laughs> but, no 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 but it sounds good it's the most effort so it far but as, not by much it's, it's and, and I would also say it probably it sounds the, the best out of the method yeah. so far yeah the water boiling is the only amount of time taken there which is why I said sometimes I do microwave if I'm really like I don't want to boil water also, also yeah. to what you just said I prefer a brothier ramen typically opposite I want just noodles I, I love ramen broth because I want to eat it as fast as I can well, I don't want to deal with the liquid I just want to halt I like the soup. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I mean it's a good part. So, uh, the the way I do it when I make it when I take my time is usually I'll I'll have a meat involved. Like usually when I cook mm. any sort of pork tenderloin, I'll like save some to make ramen the next day. Yep. Uh, and in this method, I will boil the water and I will soft boil. An egg. I think it's called soft boiling, where. Uh, 
like seven you go minutes. through most of the process and yeah, it's like five to seven minutes. It is. If, if you're talking about you... boiling the egg with the shell on to the point where it's still liquidy in the center of it, uh, but like yeah. cooked on the outside, that is soft boiling. Yep. Yeah. Right. So I'll soft boil an egg and then I'll take that out and put it in, you know, cold water to let it cool. And then I'll throw my noodles in and then I'll prepare the bowl with the same thing but i'll actually i actually have dehydrated vegetables reserved so I have they're like carrots they're great things and uh celery um sometimes onions whatever i have uh and uh <clears throat> i will throw the vegetables right in with the noodles to, to cook and you know so sounds awesome but i got a question it does it sounds really good you're doing that with top ramen you're doing that like with instant noodles. Sometimes. So here's if, my if problem. I, if I well, so so to I that end, all it is is stuff, noodles. Yeah. No, 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 no. It is not all it is. They're not. They're so not. They're just. Pack, they're just enriched enrich no, wheat flour. And a, a pack of proper noodles from Wegmans from the oh, Japanese section better. is like a dollar. Right. Right. It's really not a Absolutely. cost difference. It's like a dollar, and. Using chicken bouillon, soy sauce, miso, all that stuff that ha you know you buy a lot of and then portion out for what you're doing, equals out to you know twenty cents a serving. I here's what it makes me think of: whenever people have frozen pizza hacks, where they take a frozen pizza and they put a little thing of water in the oven when they do it so that it steams a little bit, because so that it doesn't get too crusty like cardboard. They grate a little bit of fresh mozzarella. On it's like, no, go fuck yourself. You're eating frozen pizza. If you're gonna make ramen, <laughs> make ramen. Don't. If you're gonna eat, make a pizza. Make a goddamn pizza. Don't do this in between yeah. weird thing where you think you're beating the system because you're not. Uh, I'm on. I'm on the flip side. I think that that sounds delicious. <sighs> So it's I don't, awesome I don't think to I'm like try because you have it, but like when you know that that's just what you do, I really enjoy. Yeah, you enjoy it because you tried it and you did it. Now make real ramen for the same cost and like learn how to do it proper. Well, I usually if if I'm gonna go all out, I'm not gonna. I I would prefer not to oh, use. Yeah, cheap obviously ramen. all out. We're not talking all out. But, you specifically asked about ram instant ramen noodles, which is why I'm saying stop doing this yeah. with instant ramen noodles. <laughs> the real ingredients are like almost the same yeah. cost and so much better. Yeah, I might as well just make the soup without the noodles in it and throw throw some something else in. Honestly, it sounds banger just as a soup. Yeah, like with that, with just like a vegetable yeah. soup, but with those ingredients, sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being, I'm being honest. That sounds wonderful. Maybe a little pork cut up in there. Who knows? Ooh, say no when more. you when you mentioned the pork tenderloin and cutting that up and everything, I was like, wow, this Brandon, sounds really good. I, I'm obsessed with uh, rotisserie chickens from the grocery store. I don't know. It's you probably... can do you can do a lot with them. Oh, yeah. well, so you can do a ton with them. They're wicked cheap. They oversalt the shit out of them, so you don't need to season whatever you're doing with them. Um, and when you bring them home, what I usually do is, uh, if we're not eating it as is for whatever reason, I put it on the counter for like 30 minutes to let it cool off, and then I shred it by hand and put it in a container in the fridge. Franny loves it when I make um, a, either a chicken noodle soup or I toss it in her ramen. I don't go above and beyond. I just literally toss it in her instant ramen with like maybe some frozen peas. I'm like, all right, have a good day. But like... <laughs> rotisserie chicken one a week you buy one a week shred it when you get home oh it's like five bucks um oh, well probably not anymore but probably like seven bucks now i don't know it's like eight yeah yeah, yeah. so you buy yeah. one of those bitches though and it lasts you all week to make like 
sandwiches, tacos, soup. Like, come on. Well, this is about fiscal responsibility over here. Yeah, you can make like a burrito bowl with it. Burrito bowls are so easy to make. It's crazy easy to make, although I'm kind of like morally opposed to burrito bowls. Oh, uh, why? They're a weird white person invention that doesn't make sense to me. I like them. I think they're good. I mean, no, like, as a, like, if you give me one, I will eat it and enjoy it. Conceptually, the idea of having them as a, st- as a thing to, like, pay money for, I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck? I, I prefer a burrito to a burrito bowl 100% of the time. As you should. Like, if you, if you line those things up 10 times out of 10, yeah. I am choosing yeah. burrito. I yeah. am never choosing burrito bowl over burrito. But a bowl is good when it's there, when it's a thing, yeah. Some people just like it because I, it doesn't I have the wrap, the tr- so it's like yeah. less calories. Save the carbs. Yeah. I I once said that a sandwich was the best vessel to to transport into your mouth with, but I was I was shut down with the argument that a tortilla is definitely the best way to to vessel your food into your mouth. I, despite liking tortillas dramatically more, I might disagree. Cause like uh, a I don't loaf... have a horse in this race. I love sandwiches. I, I actually, I, love I, I have a huge horse in this race for one specific reason. Cause you're Mexican. No, cause I'm actually <laughs> arguing in favor of the bread on this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a huge issue with overly wet wraps because the tortilla cannot absorb any sauce or liquid. Yeah. When you put barbecue chicken wraps and then you take a bite and the barbecue sauce is just like, and you're like, this is the better way to do it. It's like, no, if you had a nice fresh baked bread, it would like hold. It wouldn't be a thing. No, no, I'm against this. I'm on your side from the first half, not your side from the second half. Sandwiches is better. Bread bread is better for that. Tortillas are way messier. I definitely. I'm also pretty... I'm also not a fan of, of flour tortilla. I mean, I'm I, I am a big fan of flour tortillas. Yeah. But almost every single occasion, I want a corn tortilla first. So if if you're telling me to put my me too. sandwich in a wrap or a bread, I'm gonna go to corn tortilla first. Most you can't because they're small, they break, and all that stuff. They're for a specific yeah. thing. And then I don't really want the flour tortilla because of the issue, you know, the sliding and the full rolling. Yeah. No, just let me put it right here. Just yeah. right in between this I love, baby. I love the little corn tortillas. And, and Ann and Caleb actually made their own with the corn from the farm. Franny, Franny bought me a corn tortilla press for my cow. birthday, and I make them all the time. I love it. Not from corn it from was the awesome. farm, unfortunately. But... I, I got to say. But it's cool. It's, yeah. it's more delicious, in my opinion. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I got to say, on the opposite end of this whole spectrum of like more convenient vessels to transporting things to your mouth, we made lemon chicken earlier in the week, and uh, this is such a good transition into my second topic. So, so it's we all made... adding up, baby. <laughs> it's all coming up, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so, so we made lemon chicken in the crock pot. Uh, the the point of it was to have uh, have it in the form of chicken cutlets or whatever, and then to have leftovers, we could pull them up and make pita pockets. There is no less convenient vessel. And no and less pocket? practical ve- a vessel than a pita yeah. pocket. I'm trying You're to assemble insult, like a third of the population of the world with this. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm trying to get this shit evenly distributed through this pita pocket, and the thing's like splitting on top and cracks on the underneath all the time. It's not malleable. Uh. The the ingredients are not evenly <laughs> spread. If you want them to be evenly spread, yeah. you're gonna rip your pita pocket. There's and and then you're just like trying to cram yeah. this 
falling apart pita pocket. <laughs> that thing doesn't need any like you know what that's like grease or sauce or anything to make it fall apart. It will just fall apart naturally on its own. That's like when people, <laughs> that's like when people use corn tortillas who have never used them before. They don't steam them. They don't heat them in oil or anything. They're just like this is how tacos are, right? And you just like go to pick it up and it just crumbles in your hand and you're like fucking come on. Well, well, so you heat you you apply some heat to a pita. You apply the perfect amount of heat to this pita, and it improves it slightly, but it is still not practical. It's still a disaster. It's still falling apart. It never has a perfect state. Its most perfect state is very bad. So That's because uh, it's only meant to have tzatziki slathered all over it. On it, and, and then maybe like you. a kebab in your hand. Don't open it. Just yeah. Now, yes. as far as as far as that goes, you just slather some hummus on some pita bread. That shit's oh, go, game over. I love, I love it. it. Yeah, no, it's but okay. for <laughs> roasted for red pepper hummus is, is my uh, yeah is my ish. Roasted red pepper. All I like that a lot, and I also like like a uh, lemon garlic hummus. That's also very good. Not a garlic guy. You know that about me. I do. Uh, I do so the, this the segues into into my next topic, which which was which was uh which was uh, uh brought to me via today's group chat. So, we're talking about oysters, right? Whether we like them or don't like them. A lot of nice. people like them. A lot of people don't like them. That's fine. They are probably yeah. the most polarizing seafood. Like, you know, people don't like fish. They just won't touch it, or they do. And they... Oysters are like mm-hmm. a hard line where you're not going to try it. Um, and here's my issue with oysters. I like oysters. I think they're good. But, one, way too overpriced, but that's not a, that's irrelevant if you're willing they to are. pay for it. They are. But if you're willing to pay for yeah. it, it's irrelevant. So, like whatever um here's my issue with oysters and it's what we were talking about the perfect vessel oysters are merely a way to put horseradish cocktail sauce lemon juice tabasco on a five dollar bill and just shove that in your mouth the salt <laughs> water of, the, of yes. the oyster which i get no like that i get it and clams i mean i I love clams, and most people argue that's just how you get butter into your system, and I don't disagree. But the point is, there I is a taste. The, the point is not that there's not a taste. There's very obviously a taste. But there's a reason you don't chew them. There's a reason why the culture and the standard is home, and it's gone. It's taking a $5 bill, slathering it in lemon and Tabasco, and just burning it. Uh, yeah. I, like, I like the and taste that's... of oyster without any condiments. Yeah, because it's like almost not a taste. And if you look at it, it's just so. Now I am not even gonna pretend like I have a refined enough palate to be one of these people. But people who are oyster people who hop Mm -hmm. to different oyster bars and try different kinds of oysters, yeah. uh, Typically, oysters are graded on a scale of how briny they are, and also like what Mm -hmm. hints of mineral aftertaste there is to them. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm not. It's like a wine thing, those. you know. It's like the people yeah. who are really into the deep, different grapes, and if the soil was a little too acidic, and it's like that kind of level of of intricacy. I get that. It, like, so if people have a refined palate, and people who are going around tasting those things, if you have to be at like a seven or an eight to be able to get those things out of that, uh, I'm probably at like a five or a six, maybe. Uh, so I enjoy it, and I can taste yeah. things that are yeah. like if you line me up three different oysters and they're three different kinds and have different flavor profiles, I can taste those differences. Uh, and, and that's why I'm not discrediting it, because liking that is liking yeah. that. It's like, it's like people who claim, I do, I like it. and this is not to be insulting, but I don't care. It's like people who claim they can taste the differences in water. It's like it's still nothing. 
it, it's, uh, it's still, like, it's somewhat, less, it is. Less, yeah. less so than what I know, that's why I said it's insulting. I, I meant it to be that yeah. way. But, it, and, and the reason why that gets me off is I get on about this a lot with a lot of different foods, especially because I have a couple friends that are very, very, sorry, preferential eaters. Fuck them, they're picky. Um, who, like, uh, <laughs> let's just use my friend Frankie for an example, who absolutely loves chicken tenders and french fries. And I'm like, no, you don't. You love the copious amounts of condiments you're spooning into your mouth via something fried. French fries are the number one thing where I'm like, fuck French fries. No one cares about them. You want the dip or the salt or the salt. You just want to get that shit into your mouth. It's like, come on. Yeah, I don't really, to that end, I I don't really like French fries that much. Like, I prefer most other forms of potato product that are similar like yeah. uh you give me some curly fries or something i prefer that to french fries well because those but are like of... a seasoned product yeah and they're exactly. seasoned because yeah. because i don't really like ketchup and most people are just shoveling ketchup, ketchup into their guy, mouth with, with french fries yeah uh, i i can deal with ketchup i guess like on a hot dog <laughs> or a burger i can have ketchup i don't That's blasphemous I'm... so <laughs> I, you i think you said kevin that your brother told you to try french fries with mayonnaise uh, I would long time convert. take French. I would take French fries with mayonnaise over yeah. uh, ketchup any day of the week. And I also really like um, the way that the Canadians eat it with the malt vinegar. Uh, I like it that way too. Now I have to. I I I'm being my own. I'm being my own fool here because when I have hamburgers and hot dogs, the amount of mustard I put on them, I can't taste anything. Else. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I fucking love mustard. I like hot dogs and hamburgers on their own as well. But like I choose. To go overboard because yeah. I'm just trying to get that mustard in my face. My problem is uh, the not acceptance of per, you prefer the condiment over the food. Yeah, with chicken yeah, nuggets, chicken do. tenders, any of those things, French yeah, fries, absolutely. whatever. Absolutely, that is for what I'm doing. People, I'm whatever. eating a condiment. Yeah, well, I'm shoveling it for me. I'm eating a I've condiment to, with like pleasant I've, chicken background taste. Yeah, <laughs> I've been or to crunchy. many. I'm eating crunchy with, uh, ketchup. Yeah. Uh, Mosier and Emmeline, who who go to, they have eaten a lot of oysters. Yeah, uh, I love them. And mm-hmm. and Mosier's you know, bougie when it comes to everything. Food. Loves it. Yeah, and and Emmeline's a pescatarian, so like she can oh. only eat seafood when it. Uh, that's the only meat that she consumes. Right. So, I've been to a lot of outings with them that I definitely would not have chosen to go to on my own because I, I couldn't afford it. But uh, the oysters. I have enjoyed eating oysters before. Uh, I can't say that I haven't. I don't like them. Uh, generally, I don't. I don't like much seafood. I do. I do eat seafood. I like it, but yeah, there's the a difference between are... not liking something and hating something, and you just don't yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah, the to that end, and it's it's sorry, it, it is on. an experience where you can taste all these different things, um, and the nuances within them. But like Kevin said, like he nailed it. It's it's your. You're gussing up a five dollar bill just yeah. for because you want to. Uh, to to burn it. Yeah. So so <laughs> and, to that and, end, uh, uh, I, I want to go to Maxie's tomorrow to their oyster yeah. uh, bar and they have happy hour from four to five thirty. Um, and their oysters, which are usually just that, like five dollars. Uh, they have happy hour on the weekend. Uh, and on the week, yeah. Uh, and well, it's... no, on the week is happy hour. On the weekends, never happy yeah. hour. That's why. Yeah, they do. They do oyster uh, happy hour during the weekend, and two dollars an oyster. You, 
I, I, it's I less, get it. It's less no, than no, half I the get, price. Yeah. I, 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 I know that I it's so expensive. That. It's less than half the price. Uh, it's like when I go... I, I'm, I, I, would, no, I, did a pri- I, I did a price shop. I looked at uh, the next oyster bar in uh, Ithaca, which Simeon's, uh, mm-hmm. which is very, very bougie. Um, yeah. They were like $26 for a half dozen oysters. So at that, $2 an oyster for the same kind of oyster. I will kill you for a well-cooked chicken wing. I'm not even kidding about that. I don't care if it's sauced or not. It can literally just be grilled or fried. I love chicken wings. I absolutely fucking kill for them. They're like a $1.50 a wing right now, or $2 a wing right now, because of how expensive they are. I won't go near those things with a 10-foot pole, because are you fucking kidding me? $2 for a thing of food? A thing that I need to eat a bunch of? No. I'm sorry. And to... And to be fair, oysters are even one more level more extreme than that. Because yeah, they're $2 and they're less filling. Exactly. Yeah, you can just freaking um, pound yeah. them. No, I can't. Though, I though can't to be fair, they're also. Though to be fair, they're yeah, also gotta... uh, less. Uh, how, to, how to describe it? They're less like uh, fattening, I guess. They're more. Nu- let they're me, more let me stop you right there. Because we talk nonstop about the vienna sausages the hot pockets <laughs> the baconators we eat no 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 don't even not... for a second bring that up get that so, out of here so i'm not looking uh... at it just from our perspective i'm just saying no, in the whole the other world this is about us no no this ain't about them this is about us right now we're talking about the tell things them. we're going through you tell them. them let them know get that out of here you're no 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 i won't say this this just... from the podcast that did Oysters? like a 40 minute, 40 minute dissertation on fast food yeah, arguments. Yeah, no, I will stand for this. They're slightly better for you than chicken wings, I'm sure. But they, oysters they to me are like that charcuterie board we were all incredibly disappointed in in Boston. Oh, God. It, no, but it tasted fucking incredible. The fig jam was insanely good. I would never pay $20 for that board ever again because of how unfulfilling it was. That's the same thing with oysters. It's identical to oysters. I would have paid seven. That's how much I would have paid for that. For that part? If it was standard appetizer price, 10 to 12 bucks, I'd pay 10 to 12 bucks over and over again. And I would never, I would never, ever buy that uh, quantity of food. No, if if I knew what quantity of food it was before it arrived, would never buy that quantity of food for $20 of oysters is that quantity of food. Yeah, for a, a two for when... two people, and Allie and I are going specifically because we want. I to know, I know. Just bashing when, when those when those uh, <laughs> uh, situations occur, like Charles, I would go out and get oysters with you, not because I want an oyster. Not I was going to invite you. I wanted you to come, and then you went but... like on a rant in the group chat about how oysters are bad, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't tell if he's being serious. I was planning but, on inviting you is... during this conversation. <laughs> but the thing is, I would go with you, and I would pay that money. To have uh, a wonderful shared experience with you, like it's not about the oysters at that point. Like I, I'll, I eat the oysters with Mosher and Emmeline all the time because yeah. I love hanging out and going out and yeah. like peer that, pressure you know, makes you spend money board, on things you don't like. It, that, well, that so also board is a memory for you guys now. You know, you it guys is. have like a shared. Everything's a memory. Bond through trauma. Everything you do every day of your life is a fucking. I'm sick of this rose-colored glasses bullshit on stuff that's already happened. No, fuck that. I could have made any memory possible that same night. That's not relevant. Oh, you're making me mad, Lucas. You're making. You're turning yeah. me right up. I, I get I a bit romantic when I about going out on mandates with Charles. I love mandates. Oh, I don't get to do any. Nobody wants to mandate with me out here. 
Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, okay, you threw in out there. I was like, dude, if you were around us, we'd be mandating all the time. Oh, every day, uh, every day, of week? we every day of the mm. week, probably literally. Uh, to to that end, Lucas, do you want to go out for <laughs> oysters tomorrow? Because I was gonna invite you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Oh no, my my internet. Serious, so. Oh my my internet's cutting out. Oh, I can't, uh, I I, sorry, I can't oh, hear your oyster <laughs> invitation. This is crazy. Whoops. All right, next topic. <laughs> Uh, let me know, make sure I hope nobody follows us now that they know that we're going out for. Yeah, okay, our so... ravenous fan base oh, is like Beatlemania. That led me to, and this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're bigger than Jesus. That the, I forgot that that was just what led me to the question I wanted to ask, which is basically an icebreaker in Charles's book. What is your favorite food that the people around you hate the most like what is the thing you catch flack for enjoying so much because oh, i have i get shit all the time out here definitely definitely pigs in a blanket that i make with vienna sauce so i just <laughs> i take the like not even that's not even a question i take i take uh croissant rolls and i roll a vienna sausage up in them like people do with little smokies yeah. i bake yeah, them yeah. in the oven and i pull them out and i love them and they're a huge comfort food for me, and yep. I don't even care how trailer trash they are because I grew up in a trailer, so I can I can Checkmate. make those. Yeah. I've got the right. <laughs> yeah, I can enjoy them. I earned this. Um, I had a friend that grew and, up and in a trailer. Can I make those? <laughs> I, I abs- don't. That's not, not a good joke. I uh, I love those too. I never ha- I love Vienna sausages. I've eaten them forever, but I never had them like that till you made them, and I was like, "This is incredible!" Because it's like the croissants soft and fluffy, the Vienna's soft and mushy, and it just kind of like, Womp. and it Womp. right, and it's like salty, and it's got pastry yeah. taste no, to it, and it's got Vienna sausage. It is really good. Also, what? the baking of it kind of adds something to the Vienna sausage. Oh yeah. What do you uh? What do you? What about you, Luke? So, I think I think the um. Uh, the food would be when I cr- crush up a pack of top ramen and pour the sauce packet in it, and you just and shake just it and go. Eat it mm-hmm. as chips. Yep. I love, I yeah. love that. When I was so a kid, I didn't include that in my in the, ramen pepper. That's your most convenient. <laughs> you wound up him and I on <laughs> actual convenience by just eating. When I was a kid, I used to hold it like a brick, sprinkle it on top, and then eat it like. <laughs> I liked it like that. I've done um, that, but I don't mine, really like it that way. Mine out here, hands down, processed cheese, like American or Velveeta. These bitches won't even touch it. They won't even look in its direction. I'm like, the hell's wrong with you? Grilled cheese needs American cheese. A cheeseburger needs American cheese. Yeah. I like queso dip made with Velveeta and Rotel, like the commercial tells you. How is this not, like, the thing? Just, uh, to, just to confirm, you're talking about American cheese product. You're not, you're correct. Craft like, Singles, like not singles. Lando Lakes. Because Lando right, Lakes right. is real American cheese. It's made with, like, blended up cheese, extra dairy, whatever. No, I'm talking, like, Kraft Singles stuff. Right. Although they don't yeah. separate them. So, actually, I take it back. I'm talking about both. I've had but that conversation with them in the work chat. I, I I think I brought this up on one of our podcasts already, but I'll always remember, like, looking at Mosher as he stands in front of the refrigerator, squeezing, like, Velveeta cheese whiz into his what mouth. What a dream, dude. He's just what like, I just love this stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he I, really uh, does. He really loves it. Whenever I, you know how like when you're cutting cheddar cheese, you like you know slice it up and then you take a bite and then you slice it up mm. and you take a bite. Whether you're doing like for you're making a dish or like cheesy oh, crackers yeah. or whatever, you're just eating the cheese as you're going. When I'm making something with Velveeta, I cut the corners off and then eat it no. and then slice it and then cut the no. corners off and have a bite and then slice. I love it, dude. Wow. I don't know why. I'm not going to uh, justify it as a good thing. I just I go hard. Uh, honor, yeah. Honorable mention. I, I, I'm always. I Sorry, uh, no, you go you go ahead, Lucas. Okay, I'm do... no, I'll go ahead. Then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so, no. so I'm always <laughs> messing with Allie uh, about different forms of food in a loaf because uh, she's she just thinks that loaves are I like an abhorrent form food. of food. I'm like, could we could we make it <laughs> could we make a chicken loaf? Could we make could we make do you want to make like a hot dog loaf? Did I tell like, you? Stop! Stop! I made a meatloaf, and I stuffed it with spaghettios, and we loved it. Wow. I took I took a pan, a loaf That's pan, pressed the beef in, opened a can of spaghettios and meatballs, poured it in oh, there, gosh. put beef on top, you know, ground beef uh, with the breadcrumbs and the seasonings, baked it off, took it out, and it was a perfect meatloaf. And when you cut it, it was like a molten lava cake of spaghettios. It was awesome. I'd eat that. I would yeah. absolutely eat I loafed spaghettios. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm yeah. in. My mom also my like mom meatloaf has a meat is one loaf of she makes with like three different meats and like and pork, five chicken and cheeses. beef. Uh it's like pork, turkey, yeah. and chicken, I think. Oh wow, that's it. <laughs> so so exotic. It's taking it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect it. Health conscious. But the Red meat's not good for you. Uh, yeah. That's the, what this meatloaf's uh, all about. The, the, the substitution was chicken for turkey. What do you mean? No, oh, the sub- from from mine, I'm saying in oh, general, okay. no red meat is the. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you mentioned something and he just swapped out chicken for turkey. No, that's not it. Uh, low foods is hilarious. Uh, my honorable mention. Low would be foods are just funny. Yeah. Specifically. Celeste frozen pizzas, not cheap pizzas Ooh. like Tony's or whatever. Ex- 99 cent Celeste pizza. I live and die by them. I put them in the. I don't even like to bake them. I put them in the microwave so they get all sludgy and then I down the hatch. Yuck. I like them. They're not my preferred don't microwave yuck pizza. Me. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, sorry. When so I, I, I mean, think, yuck your yum there. But you really I, did. I've I've had I, this. I uh, did not consider it. I've had this conversation before. You can take a pizza. You can make the worst pizza, and if you have bread, sauce, cheese, it's pizza. Like yeah. even the worst pizza is still good. It's still ex- it's still acceptable. I wouldn't say good. I'd say acceptable. Yeah. I mean, like, if you like Celeste pizza, that's close to as bad I, as pizza I is. I would go. I would go farther down the scale and say I like Italian Dunkers, and that's as low. So do I. You can, yeah, that's as far down as you can go on the pizza train. Hot dog bun, whatever cheese you have dipped in marinara. And, and to me, that's as low it's as it still goes. good. Oh, it's incredible. Italian Dunkers. Yeah. Ita- You're right. You win because I do. I do love it. No, it's still actually good. you lose. Hold on. Jake and I made a point of this. We went... I, I didn't know we were in win-loss terms. <laughs> no, we are. Uh, we, uh, we went I'm to... up my elbow. We went to Britain for a week and did a whole bunch of stuff. Had a great time. Uh, the ladies, his wife and mine, went to a Spice Girls concert. It was incredible. Great time. Jake and I decided while we were... Time out. 
In, in five, five minutes, I'm in. Yeah, uh, sure. So Jake and I decided to do sort of like food tourism of Britain because Britain is known for having the most garbage food in the world, but some of the best um, foreign food. They they have a huge uh, influence of like, um, what do you call it? Re- uh, they took our jobs. What do you call them? Uh, damn it. What's it called? Colonize- when someone colonization? Goes... No. What's it called when someone moves to another country to live there? uh immigration uh, immigration boom there we go um and uh their food game's huge for that but their cuisine english cuisine fucking trash so we went around we did yeah. everything and one of the big things we did was fish and chips and their fish and chips were awesome don't really care for their chips i prefer american french fries but that's probably just because i'm american not the point um <laughs> uh, so that was fun but we also tried Three different pizzas uh, from three different places, just as a point, because we had read online that British pizza was bad. And let me tell you, all three of them were damn near inedible. Like, just not not like didn't taste like anything, or like were missing, you know, not enough salt. No, they tasted like dog shit, and I don't know why it was bad. It was <laughs> bad. We ordered in once, we sat down once, and while we were out walking around a flea, uh, a, a market of sorts, like a flea market of sorts, there was a, a stand with just by the slice, and we bought a slice. Garbage pizza over there! Uh, so, uh, a lot of people make the joke about British cuisine that for as many years of bloodshed <laughs> as they caused, going all around the world, stealing everybody's spices and killing everybody for them... Man, that's a very spice averse people. <laughs> they they created the, the 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 global spice trade and never thought to use any. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's so um, true. <laughs> their their yeah. breakfasts are pretty interesting though. I mean, they their breakfast is like big. more They're than big. most people eat for There's dinner. Beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, their version of bacon Sausage, which is just ham. Eggs. No yeah. blood sausage it's specifically, sometimes links. Um the blood sausage actually isn't that bad. Uh, toast and eggs, and none of it has an ounce of salt or pepper on it. It's just and they like they like beans on toast. I love beans. That's the one thing I'll give them is credit. Crack me open a can of either pork beans or baked beans. I know they're different. One sweet, one's not. Yeah. And throw that shit on toast, and I'm eating it all day. Um, nom nom nom. I've never had beans when, on toast. When we had that uh, mm. Eurovision party, the watch party, Anne was like, "Just pick UK so we can have beans on toast." <laughs> you should have done it it would be easy it would be should have done it instead i brought nothing right the because you know beans on toast was like you would have slaved all night on opening that wonder bread <laughs> and can of bushes <laughs> either way uh so that was my last topic of uh, uh, the way that people use food as an excuse to eat condiments really upsets me yeah, and I'm yeah, one of them. And I'm one of them. It, it's it's almost not their fault because the amount of sugar that you see in most of these condiments these days. No, is it is their like... fault. As an adult, you can acknowledge that something is shit and move on it. But as You're a right. selfish consumer, you choose no. I think I referenced before, but like that moment when Jake sees that that bed in Prismo's. Uh, oh, and he just uh, can't. Little, he's like, I have to. And he's it. like, he's like, you. This is obviously a trap, but. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I'm not strong hats enough off to, not to do you. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's like marketing in the in the food industry. It's just yeah, like, exactly oh, this I is clearly trap, high fructose you know corn syrup. <laughs> I like the I'm way you made it, it look. Yeah, and and you know, I don't mean to sound like I make the right choices because I definitely don't. But then I shame myself for it, and I feel bad, like we all should. 
The the only <laughs> thing that I actively try and avoid uh, as a consumer is high fructose corn syrup. I try and buy if there's condiments. I try and buy the and Apple the corporation. And Apple. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I do. I do avoid Apple the corporation. There's a lot of things I, I avoid. Uh, and, uh, Charles, you had one other topic, or did no. we ever get to Lucas's? No, we. So Lucas brought uh, ramen, up the ramen my preparation. Ramen. Uh, I I brought up uh, your icebreaker already. Yeah, no. I brought up my trashy. What yeah. are the three smells? Oh yes, I did have another one. All right, this um, is our closing icebreaker. We'll have an opening icebreaker, and this will be our closing icebreaker. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, you know what? How about this? All right, back from break. Um, so, All right. Charles, hit us with your icebreaker of the uh, second. Okay, my last topic. Uh, this one is um, worst thing you've ever tasted slash eaten. Very food-centric today. I know I brought two Very food, or I bought a food thing, but, you know. Me too. People yeah, think about food a lot. I think about food topic. all day. Me too. That's like I my think number one thing. When I'm yeah, eating eat. breakfast, I'm wondering what I'm going to have for dinner. And now that you're into Mythical Kitchen stuff, you're going to start thinking about food in a whole new way. Wow. Unless you've already gave up on Mythical Kitchen stuff. No, I'm still watching it. Whew. Okay. Anyways, what was it? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, worst worst, thing, worst thing you've ever tasted slash eaten. Oh, I, I have it. Oh, an immediate good. answer. Well, you you did when I had brought it up before. I mentioned it uh, at one point that I was going to bring it up. I have... My immediate answer is, and it doesn't really count, so I'll come up with another one while you're talking. I was at, uh, so I grew up on the Mandeville farm. Um, I was, I basically lived with Garrett until I was like 13. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, I was like eight years old, Janet kept a water bottle of a mysterious brown liquid in it in the fridge. Now, my mom always used to have, do you know those jugs of uh, Lipton tea mix? They're like super oh, yeah. sweet. I would, oh, yeah. we drink that all the time because it was like a dollar for this whole thing and she could make, you know, basically Kool-Aid for all of us forever. Um, I would have that all the time and I would put it in a water bottle, shake it up. So I grabbed it out the fridge thinking with that and it was just straight vinegar, just straight apple. And I drank like half oh. the bottle oh. down the hatch as like an eight-year-old. And yeah. I, as soon as I realized what I was doing, threw the bottle on the ground ran outside and started violently vomiting like it hurt like my stomach my throat everything was on fire i didn't know what i was doing janet was scared wow. that i was like dying garrett's like what did you do i was like i didn't do anything and i'm like throwing up in the yard <laughs> terrible time that but that's that's the worst thing i've ever tasted but it's also not like a thing you know like yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. come up with some. I'll come up with something else. But that I'm, popped into my head the minute. I wasn't was. necessarily looking for like a tasting event. That that counts. It's a good thing. But you can come up with a tasting I'll, event. I got a. Se I like got it. a second. I got a second. It's, uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to remember a lot of a lot of different things I've tasted that are bad because it's definitely happened. But recently, I'd have to say is that camembert cheese that we had. You don't like oh, camembert? You? I didn't even think about what. Okay, I didn't even think about that. But um so when we were at Mosher and Emily's, there's this cheese. It's uh got a rind around it, it's a soft yep. cheese. Yep. So you smell the cheese. Mm -hmm. Smells a little stinky. Most good cheeses do. Now, you take a taste of this cheese and it bombards your your senses with this horrific assault that can only be described as absolutely unbearable to most people. Now I said to myself 
as everybody was like wrinkling their faces in disgust, I was like, I'm going to try and like this. I'm going to eat as much of this as it takes for me to like it. And so I'm putting Because it acquired on. tastes are a real thing. You can generally so that's, learn. So that that's what I was telling yeah. myself. I was like, all right, so that was weird. Uh, I've tasted weird things before. It was bad. I've tasted bad things before. I can like this. I'm going to make myself like this. I kept trying it again and again. I put it on toast. Emily was like, uh, try and put some of this on this. It makes it a little better. And I'm like, all it does is cover it up. And she's like, yeah, it makes it better. Uh, and after I had eaten some of it, I like tried another piece of cheese. And I was like, this doesn't taste like anything anymore. This just has a texture. It's no longer yeah. What have I done to my All I can taste is bad cheese. That, I, that, har that harkens right back to the oysters. I love you just put stuff camembert on. cheese. I think it's great. I'm surprised it's like a, it's you know more what that is. That. So, well, I'm a big cheese guy. Jake's I had never, I never knew too. what that was before. I love it. And while Franny and I were on our honeymoon, actually, at the resort, we did a, a wine and cheese pairing thing where we had, like, ten different cheeses, ten different wines or whatever, and camembert was one of them, and it was one of the ones they required you to use the knife and do a spread of it. It wasn't a slice of it. Um, fucking love it. I think it's great. I don't, I'm, I, it is funky, and it is just straight up weird, but I love it. Uh, yeah. Someone kept comparing it to, uh, it tastes the way that a cow field smells. That is insanely accurate to what I'm thinking yeah. of in my head. And I and love it. It is, it is pretty accurate. It does it's, taste yeah, the it's way pretty a cow accurate. Smells. It's like people who I, don't I like goat it. cheese say it tastes like a like a goat. And I'm like, what do you mean it tastes like a goat? And they're like, it tastes like a goat barn. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I just taste goat cheese. But for camembert, I get Goat that. cheese is awesome. I love it. Um, I, love I love it. Yeah, I love goat cheese. So... So for me, uh, the worst thing I've ever tasted is is also kind of a, a fond memory for me. Um, one time, uh, Lucas was dating this this girl named Tiffany, and um, we I don't like where this is going. We used to party at Emmeline's house pretty often, and we I were really don't like where this is going. We were somewhat I'm inebriated. Not sure where this is going. And we went back to our basement apartment where we almost never had any food. We always had weed, never had food. What we Classic. had was. A box mix of hamburger helper and none of the things that go into it. We didn't have milk. We didn't have any sort of butter. We didn't have anything you needed. We had a pot. We had hamburger helper box mix. So I, like I said, we were kind of inebriated, but we're uh, making. We put the stuff in. We're like, oh wow, we don't have this. What are we gonna use for this? And we're like looking in the fridge, and one of us would grab something and be like, "Eh, close enough." So, <laughs> so we're substituting stuff, and we're cracking up, laughing as we're like stirring up this box mix of hamburger helper, and expecting it afterwards to be like one of those things nice. that you want to like drunk snack on. Yeah. Tasted it, inedible. It was not. It was not it food. Was inedible. I when we when we tasted it, we collapsed on the floor laughing. Like it was so bad that it was. <laughs> hysterical and uh i i'll always remember that as being the worst thing i've ever eaten i think i have a i have a real answer now because you remind me of kind of how it was i was at um the wilson's house kaylin wilson and um i don't remember i was just there hanging out but nobody was home it was just kaylin and i and we were like well we're hungry let's make sandwiches so we go and we get some stuff and i make a turkey sandwich and i just used the mayonnaise Turns out it wasn't mayonnaise. It was Miracle Whip. If you know anything about me, it is my insane disdain for Miracle Whip. It's like, I like I to like give people the yeah. benefit of the doubt on things. I will never concede that Miracle Whip is garbage. And <laughs> I couldn't eat it. So then uh, her and I turned it into a game. Let's just put shit on the sandwich till I can't taste it anymore. 
I made a sandwich that was like this big, every condiment. We ended up putting like peanut butter and jelly on it. We ended up putting different meats on it, mustard, barbecue sauce. It just became <laughs> this gross stack of everything in the fridge and I still couldn't eat it. Obviously, <laughs> after that, it probably wasn't ever the Miracle Whip anymore, <laughs> but that's irrelevant. <laughs> Miracle Whip is the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life as a whole. Uh. And just to just to tack on on foods that uh, should never happen that are basically inedible, I'd once had oven pizza with peanut butter slathered on it and tricks drizzled on top, and it was. Why would you do that? Uh, no, it's not. Why would I do that? It's why would we? We? Why would any of us do that? And <laughs> it was. It was there, and it was presented, and I who presented said it? this. So that's not important right now. Why did so you said, know that person? Stop so, knowing that person. So I I said this is a problem, but I'm gonna turn this into a problatunity, and <laughs> I I tasted it. <laughs> a problatunity. Everybody knows about that. Yeah, everybody knows. So, so I, I tasted it. Whoa, whoa. That being said, not one of the worst things I've eaten. Those flavors mix better than you'd think, but it shouldn't be done. No, never. All right, Lucas, what is your last, what's your closing arguments? Uh, my closing argument was a question. Uh, it was just, um, what are the metrics that you guys use to form your opinions of things? Whether it be like, like, like critical things like media, like, like, you know, like your favorite entertainment or, or even food opinions too. It's like, a. a, a some of it might be like nostalgia or like emotional response. Some of it might be practical, like, you know, like. Hold on, I'm gonna do my Gendo short... sit and look at you right now because I'm really confused. When when you say metrics, like a... I immediately think numbers. And my yeah. general my general numerology when I'm establishing opinions on stuff, yeah. I grade one to ten. Sometimes I yeah. do percents. Uh, rarely I do decimals. Like if I'm describing how much yeah. something is more than something else i'll be like it's like 1.5 times more than than this I, I mostly mean the the categories of metrics like uh like for instance like if you watch like a, a by like an independent group that's like really good and it like seems like really good production value for something that was low budget and it's like into consideration or is it like purely an emotional response or oh okay i know, thought like, you were i I thought you were going into, like, what do you compare things against? And I was like, well, if you're looking at, like, anime, no. I compare things against Yu Yu Hakusho. How, how do you generally. categorize the things in which you you judge, you know, the things that you like or dislike, uh, you know, consume? Strict, strict enjoyability. Uh, I, I don't really heavily grade things. I'm not much of a critic myself. Uh, I look at things mostly from how much I enjoyed it. And that's the same point. Like, well, I, I think that we sit here and we we criticize and give our opinion about a lot of things every every time we we do this podcast. I mean, that's pretty much you know what we do. So it's like you know what what how do you get that sense? How do you develop that personal experience, you know, man? <laughs> personal experience, right? Do you, do you try to remove that at all and just go to the facts and like? No, dude, I'm not a Lucas. I'm not a nihilist. I I look at things from a personal <laughs> opinion lens. So they're, they're fucking nihilists. I was gonna I was gonna rag on you about how asinine this question is. Cause don't get me wrong, it is. But 
I, uh, <laughs> this actually came up. This actually That'd be, came that up. That would be pretty meta of you to judge his question from your own personal <laughs> perspective and it's say true. it's asinine. Um, <laughs> That'd be incredibly meta. They, uh, this actually came up not that recently, but, um, it was a few months ago in the Discord with some friends because... I'll just paint a quick picture. It'll take me a second. Uh, anime. I'm very critical of anime because I am trying to learn anime. And this all spawned from about a year ago now where I was starting to get into more than One Piece. And One Piece has always been my rock. It's what I got me into anything. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. I watch it forever. And then when you try to talk to an anime fan and you say what your favorite is, whether it's oh, what they assholes. like or not, fucking terrible. Right. And yeah. you'll, you'll never have seen enough. You'll never have oh, seen... Yeah. Oh, what about... Did you ever watch... Um, I fell down a well and now I'm sodomized. No, you didn't see that anime. Well, then you can't talk on it. And it's like, what the fuck? Are you, are you kidding me? So anyways. To be fair, be... it is the gold standard. It is the gold standard. <laughs> I, I, I got very, very upset that because all of my friends out here are weebs that I couldn't like be not taken seriously, but like I was constantly being discredited with you haven't seen enough. So I started watching a shit ton of anime in like a in like a six month span i just started watching fucking everything and time goes on i've watched a handful of shows uh i, I picked out some favorites i've got a bunch i like like that's when i watch like gurren Logan and neon genesis which are two of my favorites of all time and i watch like mm -hmm. angel beats and devil may cry and or devil man cry baby not devil may cry that's a game and um like that. um i like that one um fucking uh full metal alchemist the first one which is garbage and all Ooh. sorts of stuff yeah, and yeah it is. one of the ones i watched was hunter hunter which people love Hunter Hunter, and I don't blame them because I also love Hunter Hunter. The problem is I fucking hate Hunter Hunter, and my friend Kyle, who really loves it, so we're talking about the things I like and don't like about the show and this, that, and the other, and at some point, I said the words um, believability, and he was like, what do you fucking mean believability? You like One Piece? That show, like, characters look like this and powers are this and that, and he got, like, heated because we always went back and forth about these two things, and the way that that ties all the way back into answering your question for you is I think every single product needs to be addressed with its own lens so for example one piece is an absurdist manga that is that's the point it's an absurdist world where right. every island is a different style from a different genre from a different time period character designs mean whatever they need to design for that culture for that society and oda ties them all back together in the end by being in this big world with lots of prejudice lots of overbearing authoritarianism right. lots of separation it, it, it like it ties up so that the non-believability of it is a part of the universe something like hunter hunter where everything is meant to be a well thought out well-planned and orchestrated story from start to finish where every character's intentions is thorough when something doesn't line up it becomes unbelievable now the main premise of magic and all that shit you can just claim is like uh, allow anything and i'm like no no whatever so the point is every single thing myself because i've talked with charles about this a lot i'm a very critical person needs to be addressed as its thing you can use comparisons as to why you got there but then you need to explain it in its own realm I can explain why um, um, a, a specific band that's the exact same genre and some would even argue makes the same songs is different than the one that they're comparing it to because of blank. I can compare foods because of blank and I can compare movies, right. TV shows because of blank. So like, I, I, I don't I don't address it because some things, I, I put a meme I think in the disc of, of where it was like me watching an anime um, and it was like a dude with a pen and paper so that I can roast everything my friends like that recommended to me. But that's kind of <laughs> real. Like, some of the things I've watched, for example, 
Again, I went into Evangelion thinking I was going to hate it because everyone talked mad shit on it. I watched Gurren Lagann first, which everyone said was better, and I like kind of built up this realm, and I ended up loving it. I went into Hunter x Hunter that same way. I was insanely critical. People called it the thing that was better than One Piece. They said it's the best shonen. They said it had the best protagonist, and I was like, no, it's not. And I ended up maintaining those feelings of being like, you know, so like, they're all addressed individually, and I think that that's is essential for how I go into everything. Um, I, so, so I, 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 in general, very non-critical, uh, almost the polar, uh, almost the polar opposite. Like if Kevin's towards the way more critical end of the spectrum, I'm on the opposite end where I like things that are bad unabashedly. Uh, I like things that are good. I like most things generally, and it takes something being pretty bad for me not to like it. Well, it's not about liking or disliking. It's just about (laughs) not caring if it's bad or good. Because, like, about... I love my... Do, do I need to show you my Cat in the Hat collection? This isn't about <laughs> good or bad. Well, it's Kevin, not... Kevin, that's good. We already know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's not, it's not about good or bad or liking it. It's about caring if it's good or bad or not. And I like right. to find the fun in separating everything. Like, that's, that's interesting Well, well I think I think that's a huge factor that, you know, I've noticed that I use is that is caring about, you know, watching, like... Whether it's it's the story of the author and they had, you know, uh, underdog story where they came through hardships and all that stuff that that makes me like it even more. Or, uh, you know, just the fact that, you know, these people are technically really good at what they do and they've worked really hard to become that skilled at their craft, uh, like, will sometimes add, like, you know, a different level I, of respect I normally it. would say that that's horseshit, but I unfortunately would be a massive hypocrite if I did because... The movie Yoga Hosers. Have either of you heard of Yoga Hosers? No. Kevin Smith's uh, um, second most recent movie. It's a, it's it's in the middle of his Northern trilogy. It's a horror movie with um, little Nazi sausages that are called Bratsies. It is the <laughs> most dog shit movie. And as a movie, I even know that I don't like it. Like, I watch it and I go, this is shit. But for months leading up to its release... I listened to all the podcasts where Kevin Smith talked about his time on set, the people he hired, how much fun he was having, how he, like, didn't... Like, he made this movie intentionally to not be a movie. He made this movie for him. It's just a series of scenes that he thought was fun and good. So, like, when I saw it, even though I wanted to be like, this is fucking horseshit, I was just like, but he had so much fun. And, like, that brought right. me back in. He was living his to, best life. Yeah, to and now I'm like, like, oh, I love this movie. you can appreciate in its, in its own about yeah. yeah. it. The, the stories behind things is a huge factor towards me liking things, too. I, when I know the story behind things, I love that thing. Like, it, or I, can, or I, I hate guess. that thing. Well, I can... I guess, Like, yes, like Tommy Wiseau true. in The Room. Fuck them. <laughs> I don't care I, that he financed it himself. I don't care he wrote, starred, and directed in it. I don't give a shit about how much of a passion project it is. Fuck that movie. It's funny how bad yeah. it is. Nope. It's funny. No. Nope. I think it's funny. No, you're uh, laughing the, at a man's the unnecessary, the unnecessary gratuitous sex struggle, scenes. But that's where like, comedy comes every, from. Every medium of film would suggest to anybody who did even a modicum of research that a five-minute sex scene that you direct starring yourself in the middle of a movie that otherwise is plot-oriented or supposed to be, supposed it, to be. it's completely unnecessary there's right, like, no uh, there's no established fulcrum to build that on you there's nowhere that well can not only from, that he was like pumping yeah. her belly button he's like halfway up her body it's really it's, weird 
it's bad. Oh, it's bad. just bad. bad. And 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 I do find a lot of humor and absurdity sometimes. Uh, it's absurd how bad it is, and that's funny to me. Yeah. It's like uh, the reason why. But I like, but like, I'm not gonna watch it sometimes. Like like I will. Uh, I've I've seen. Uh, I, it's pretty short, isn't it? Isn't it like 45 minutes? No, it's like uh, two hours long. Oh, I have yeah, seen yeah. a highlight reel of it then, and I thought that was funny. I would not sit down and watch it. If no. somebody was like, no, it'd be no, so I funny to sit down and watch this movie. I'd be, I, I'd be like, no, dude. Right. I have friends. <laughs> that that, like that would not, that would not be funny with, to me. With Critical Role, like, you see their story kind of, like, organically developed, and then, like, they tried their best not to become, like, the same corporate brand as everybody else, and, like, you get to hear their stories behind everything, and it's like, it's like, it, there's like a, it's genuine Almost. love it so it's like... love love watching the interviews love absorbing the story love getting and then they the became a corporate brand. And, and that and then that that plays <laughs> into like why i like them of other you know people who are just as big or i mean yeah it's just it well one it's about who got to you first but two it's just about yeah. preference like charles and i have been listening to the anma podcast i kind of hate it it's not good i like it I it's 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 a worse fuckface, and I'm just like, but I have fuckface. I don't want well, this. well. So going back to what we just said, um, it's it's uh, it's about their backstory, and if you care about that, then you do, and if you don't, then you don't. And I've been yeah. listening to like podcasts that those people are putting out for like I don't know, like two or three years now at this point. It's about all they so, do anymore. So I care about it, and, and yeah. you don't care about it because you like one podcast that they do and it's better than most of the others that they do yeah that's, no it's that's better than all doing. of the others it's the leading podcast on their network for a reason uh their yeah. sure, sure regular their regular rooster teeth podcast isn't too bad i, I like it ali loves it. that one yeah i haven't listened to that one i'm sure that one's fine uh it's I'm about not... the same but more conversational and less uh humor focused yeah. but it but it is still fun. Yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not sure i'm uh big on the rooster teeth guys honestly well, there's I did like reverse I, blue, but I watched a, a YouTube video. Funnily enough, they got was, different kinds of content. I watched it like a um, two weeks ago about the downfall of Rooster Teeth, and it's actually kind of sad what happened to their corporation. But like, they did it to themselves. I don't know. It's a, it's a whole thing. I don't give a fuck, man. They made millions and then squandered it. That's on them, not on me. Whatever. Yeah. But that could be us someday. That could be us. It someday. will be us someday. <laughs> um, although, unfortunately, <laughs> Mythical Kitchen's stealing all the Spork branded stuff, so we've got to come up with something new. <laughs> um all right that'll wrap it up that'll do it uh charles uh, ta- uh wait hold on let me do it like uh, they did in the old timey radios take it away hey so uh this has been another episode of men of the sheen i'm charles and these are your co-hosts kevin and lucas and we'll see you next tuesday no see you next tuesday's only for the ones that come out on tuesday i just thought it was funny all right fine we'll keep it Over here we have the man of the machine.